Take social studies off the back burner with time-saving, easy-to-prep, and engaging resources at your fingertips. If you're a third through fifth grade educator who wants engaging and quality social studies resources all in one place, wants to maximize your time to prep and teach social studies, and you want social studies to be fun for your students, you might be a good candidate for the Smart and Simple Social Studies membership. This is something that I'm currently in the works of finalizing and putting the finishing touches on. You can get on the waitlist to be notified when the membership will be open. All you have to do is go to smartandsimplesocialstudies.com. Once you join the waitlist, you will be in the know on when the membership will be open next. This is the Social Studies Teacher Podcast, a show for busy elementary teachers looking for fun and engaging ways to easily add social studies into their classroom schedule without feeling overwhelmed or pressed for time. I'm Kirsten of the Southern Teach, an educator and mom who is passionate about all things social studies. I love sharing ideas and strategies that are low prep and easy to implement, so let's dive in together. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Social Studies Teacher Podcast. We're going to talk about three activities to teach regarding the Bill of Rights. So if this is something that you're doing in the next month or so, you're talking about the Constitution and the first 10 amendments, then this episode is for you. All right, let's talk about what the Bill of Rights is, why it's important, some little fun facts about the Bill of Rights, and also some activities that you can utilize to teach about the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution. These amendments are guaranteeing essential rights and civil liberties to American citizens, such as the right to free speech and also reserving rights to the people and to the states. This was drafted separately as an amendment (laughs) after the seven articles from the Constitution was written. But ever since the first 10 amendments were ratified, the Bill of Rights has also been an important part of the Constitution. It's important that the Bill of Rights be taught because it shows students how these amendments help protect freedoms and citizens from government interference in our everyday life. These are just some examples of it's just basically having those um, basic liberties that people believed in, or at least some people believed in. There were certain groups of people who did not have the same freedoms and liberties, but that's a whole other story that we're not going to get into today. But the whole concept of the Bill of Rights as it is today, you want students to understand of how It is um, protecting any American citizen, however old you are, in the United States for for basic rights related to how the government is in our daily lives. All right, let's talk about each of the Ten Amendments and what each amendment means. The First Amendment is the freedom of speech, religion, and the press. 
This means you can say what you want, practice your religion, and express your opinions freely without government interference. The Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. This means you have the right to own and carry firearms for self-defense and other lawful purposes, like hunting. The Third Amendment is the protection from quartering of troops. This means the government cannot force you to house and feed soldiers in your home during peacetime without your consent. This was based off of in the American or before the American Revolution, the war, they were basically forced to house British soldiers, and that was something that they decided to add to the Constitution. The Fourth Amendment is protection from unreasonable searches and seizures. This means the government cannot search your property or take your things without a warrant and a good reason. The Fifth Amendment is all about the protection of rights to life, liberty, and property. This means you can't be deprived of your life, your liberty, and your property without a fair process, and you do not have to testify against yourself in a criminal case. So you can plead the Fifth and decide to remain silent since anything you say can and will be used against you. So that's usually where that comes from. The Sixth Amendment is the right to a fair trial. This means you have the right to a speedy and public trial, to know the charges against you, to have a lawyer, and also to question witnesses. The Seventh Amendment is all about the right to a trial by a jury. This means you can have a jury decide the outcome of certain civil cases involving disputes over money or property, and I think the minimum amount is $20. The Eighth Amendment is all about protection from cruel and unusual punishment. This means punishments can't be overly harsh or torturous, and bail amounts must be fair and not excessively high. The Ninth Amendment is related to rights retained by the people. This is related to how you can have other rights not specifically listed in the Constitution, and those rights should still be protected. The Tenth Amendment is powers reserved to the states. This means that any powers not given to the federal government are reserved for the states or the people, which allows for state autonomy in specific matters. All right, let's talk about some interesting fun facts. So there were originally 12 amendments to the Constitution, but the first two were never ratified. The amendments 3 through 12 became the Bill of Rights. The most recent amendment that we have is Amendment 27. This was ratified on May 2nd, 1992. It was originally proposed in 1789 and was one of the two that was not passed in the original Bill of Rights. This deals with compensation to members of the Senate and House of Representatives. One last fun fact, the Bill of Rights was ratified on December 15th, 1791, but... Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Georgia waited until 1939 to ratify it. So because three-fourths of the states ratified it back in 1791, it became part of the law. So there wasn't any legal need for any further states to ratify it. All three states that did not symbolically ratified it in 1939, which was the 150th anniversary of the approval. All right, I'm going to share with you three Bill of Rights activities that you can utilize with your students. 
The first one is called Take a Stand. This is an activity that is suggested for grades four through five. Here's how it works. Before students are introduced to the Bill of Rights, have them share their opinion on statements that are related to the Bill of Rights. This could be something like, um, of course, not actually quoting the Bill of Rights word for word, but aligned to it. So for example, a statement could be people should be allowed to say whatever they want, regardless of whether their opinion might hurt others. Another thing you could say is, if someone commits a terrible crime, they deserve to go to prison for the rest of their life. And a third example could be that people who protest have the right to express their feelings in any way they like. So those are a few examples. You want students to share or write down their opinion. Give each student about 10 to 20 minutes to independently write their opinion. And conduct a whole group discussion. You could project a slideshow with the statements and have students move from one side to another side for more engagement. So for example, if they agree, students can go to the back of the room. If they disagree, students can go to the front of the room and then give students time to share their opinion if they would like to. This needs to be moderated by you in a way where students are respectfully listening to and responding to opinions that may be different. So this is, you know, you want to guide students, but also give them that chance to share their opinions, but you would have to moderate it. So that's why it's suggested for possibly fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. Conduct a Bill of Rights web quest. We talked about web quests in an earlier episode. I highly recommend you check out episode 18 about web quests and what it is and more details about that. But with this, you can select a website source provided to read about the Bill of Rights and use a recording sheet to write each of the first 10 amendments in their own words. So find a source that has all 10 amendments, kid-friendly links where students can understand the language and they're not like, what does this word even mean? Just something super easy and friendly to use and just have them rewrite each of the first 10 amendments in their own words. Students can work on this activity independently or in partners, and as a whole group, you can discuss each of the 10 amendments just to kind of reflect back on if what they wrote down in their own words matches what it actually means. The third suggestion would be to have students write a Bill of Rights blog post. Have students select one of the rights in the first 10 amendments to support Students can write a blog post containing the definition of the right, any history of the right, and why it was put in the Bill of Rights, if there is that information available, current problems with this right, and what different groups are doing to make sure this right continues to be defended. So there's a lot of different ways you could answer it depending on the amendment that they choose. But you would want to have them write that down, the answers to those questions and prompts, and allow them to also illustrate and share their blog post to the class. Those are all really great ways to teach and have students learn about the Bill of Rights. To end off this episode, I wanted to share with you just more ways you can teach about the Constitution in general. In the Bill of Rights. The first thing I wanted to mention is that all three activities that I talked about, I have um, 
lesson plans and activities for students that you can basically print and copy and assign. And I also have a slideshow of the statements that you can project and have students answer. There's about nine or 10 of them. But this is all in my membership, the Smart and Simple Social Studies membership. So if you're interested in not only the Bill of Rights, but so, so much more about social studies, you should check out that waitlist at smartandsimplesocialstudies.com. Additionally, I wanted to share with you the Constitution web quest I do have up in my Teachers Pay Teachers store, but if you're a member of the membership, you get that also included in the membership, so you don't have to go and do the Constitution web quest. It's all there in that membership, so that's why I highly suggest joining the waitlist because I will be opening it very, very soon, so I always want people to stay in the know just in case, but either way, I will link that web quest for the constitution because there's an activity an extra activity in there that includes the bill of rights with a kid-friendly link so that's something if you're ever interested in you can always add that in all right well that is the end of this episode hopefully you learned a little bit about the bill of rights and also got some ideas on how you can teach it to your students i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thanks for listening to the social studies teacher podcast If you enjoyed listening to this episode, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I can't wait for you to join me in the next episode for more teacher tips and strategies. Something's a brewing at the Southern Teach TPT store. If you have not heard already, I'm in the works of creating a year-long social studies curriculum for communities, Texas history, and U.S. history. The guided smart and simple social studies curriculum is daily lessons and activities that are bite-sized and can easily be implemented in 30 to 45 minutes. It's teaks aligned for all you Texas teachers, but it's still flexible enough to use in any order or with any state curriculum. And each social studies unit has everything you need to simply teach social studies. Easy to follow lesson plans, guided notes, practice activities, exit tickets, and so much more. It's everything you need to implement engaging social studies lessons that students love and teachers enjoy because it's so comprehensive and super easy to prep. Right now, you can purchase any of the bundles for 20% off. If you're interested, you can head over to my TPT store. The link is in the description, and my name is The Southern Teach.